Welcome to the Everyday Charlotte podcast, where we believe education is not simply for school hours, but an everyday learning lifestyle. On this podcast, I read a variety of living educational materials, including books in the public domain you can use to supplement your learning. Handbook of Nature Study by Anna Botsford Comstock Part 1 The Teaching of Nature Study What Nature Study is Nature Study is, despite all discussions and perversions, a study of nature. It consists of simple, truthful observations that may, like beads on a string, finally be threaded upon the understanding and thus held together as a logical and harmonious whole. Therefore, the object of the nature study teacher should be to cultivate in the children powers of accurate observation and to build up within them understanding. What nature study should do for the child. First, but not most important, nature study gives the child practical and helpful knowledge. It makes him familiar with nature's ways and forces so that he is not so helpless in the presence of natural misfortune and disasters. Nature study cultivates the child's imagination, since there are so many wonderful and true stories that he may read with his own eyes, which affect his imagination as much as does fairy lore. At the same time, nature study cultivates in him a perception and a regard for what is true and the power to express it. All things seem possible in nature, yet this seeming is always guarded by the eager quest of what is true. Perhaps half the falsehood in the world is due to lack of power to detect the truth and to express it. Nature study aids both in discernment and expression of things as they are. Nature study cultivates in the child a love of the beautiful. It brings to him early a perception of color, form, and music. He sees whatever there is in his environment, whether it be the thunderhead piled up in the western sky, or the golden flash of the oriole in the elm, whether it be the purple of the shadows on the snow, or the azure glint on the wing of the little butterfly. Also what there is of sound he hears. He reads the music score of the bird orchestra, separating each part and knowing which bird sings it, and the patter of the rain, the gurgle of the brook, the sighing of the wind in the pine. He notes and loves and becomes enriched thereby. But more than all, nature study gives the child a sense of companionship with life out of doors and an abiding love of nature. Let this latter be the teacher's criterion for judging his or her work. If nature study as taught does not make the child love nature and the out of doors, then it should cease. Let us not inflict permanent injury on the child by turning him away from nature instead of toward it. However, if the love of nature is in the teacher's heart, there is no danger. Such a teacher, no matter by what method, takes the child gently by the hand and walks with him in paths that lead to the seeing and comprehending of what he may find beneath his feet or above his head. And these paths, whether they lead among the lowliest plants or whether to the stars, finally converge and bring the wanderer to that serene peace and hopeful faith that is the sure inheritance of all those who realize fully that they are working units of this wonderful universe. Nature Study as a Help to Health Perhaps the most valuable practical lesson the child gets from nature study is a personal knowledge that nature's laws are not to be evaded. Wherever he looks, he discovers that attempts at such evasion results in suffering and death. 
A knowledge thus naturally attained of the immutability of nature's must and shall not is in itself a moral education, that the fool as well as the transgressor fares ill in breaking natural laws, makes for wisdom in morals as well as in hygiene. Out-of-door life takes the child afield and keeps him in the open air, which not only helps him physically and occupies his mind with sane objects, but keeps him out of mischief. It is not only during childhood that this is true, for love of nature counts much for sanity in later life. This is an age of nerve tension, and the relaxation which comes from the comforting companionship found in woods and fields is without doubt the best remedy for this condition. Too many men who seek the out-of-doors for rest at the present time can only find it with a gun in hand. To rest and heal their nerves, they must go out and try to kill some unfortunate creature. The old, old story of sacrificial blood. Far better will it be when, through properly training the child, the man shall be enabled to enjoy nature through seeing how creatures live rather than watching them die. It is the sacred privilege of nature study to do this for future generations, and for him thus trained shall the words of Longfellow's poem to Agassiz apply. And he wandered away and away with nature, the dear old nurse, who sang to him night and day the rhymes of the universe. And when the way seemed long and his heart began to fail, she sang a more wonderful song or told a more wonderful tale. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Everyday Charlotte podcast. We hope you will join us for another great read on our next episode. God bless you all.